Oi oi and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, Southstand Chum, the short bearded and holiday bound legend, <laughs> Mr. Paul Levy. No Blackpool Rock though, unfortunately. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 105, the penultimate podcast of the season. Already relegated, we headed to the seaside of Black Seaside Town of Blackpool, who still actually had something to play for. There was a mass protest march, which included fans from several clubs. It was it was fantastic. Uh, there have been a lot of takeover rumours in the past week, and obviously we're all desperate for Bichetti to go. But obviously, let's please stay calm and wait for official announcements, or we'll drive ourselves mad anticipating the news that we're all desperate to hear. As soon as we hear some concrete news, we will, of course, let you know. So, with just one match to cover and the news from the past week, I think it's best that we crack on with the show this week. Yep, so uh, announcements then. So, there are tickets for a beautiful mosaic designed by James Johnson and are on sale via Karen Harrison. So, this is uh, an auction for the Leighton Orient Regeneration Fund. So, tickets can be purchased by messaging Karen on Facebook. Uh, and on Twitter and these are available until the 19th of May which is a Friday and they will be sold in person on the 20th of May at the Loft Charity Match where the draw will be made and already I think you said an awful lot of money has been yeah. raised for this Mosiac. Karen told me that uh, yeah there's there's a quite a few hundred quid that's absolutely fantastic that that's been raised for, for that yeah. for that piece and it is beautiful the guys put in James putting a lot of effort into that and it's a beautiful piece of kit and obviously we will continue our auctions and the, the, well at some point at some so point in the next four we've still got a few bits not that we're holding back but just we it's just quite a lot of work and it's just been a bit overwhelming so um, yeah a couple of mistakes started to creep in so I think it's probably best that we <laughs> clear our inbox and start again Absolutely, um, so that's what's going to happen so um, we also launched a poll on Twitter and we asked one simple but quite a big question and the question is will you be renewing your season ticket next season so this was following uh, our debate and discussion in the last episode episode 104 with me and Paul discussed it and we had uh, quite a big response on Twitter we did um, and on Facebook following the episode so Paul very cleverly and uh, Thanks. well played decided to do a Twitter poll yep. uh, and the results were as follows. Yeah, so the options were no, whatever happens, yes, whatever happens and not while FB is in charge. Yeah. Um, so the results are, in third place, no, whatever happens, 6%. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, whatever happens, so whether Bacchetti owns the club or not, 36%. But the standout answer was no, not while Francesco Bacchetti is in charge, which went to 58% yeah. of you who took the time to vote said, I will not be renewing my season ticket while Francesco Bacchetti is in charge, which tells you a lot. Yeah, so that's 58% of 403 people who voted. So that's about 250 people, give or take. Um, yeah. My maths isn't the best. Um, so thank yeah, you. That's right. about right. All your votes in that Twitter poll, our largest one yet. So obviously we discussed uh, the season ticket debate in the last episode, and for me, I still feel the same. So dependent on price, if it, as long as it, as it doesn't skyrocket, I can see myself probably renewing. You? Yeah, any I, change of you? No, I've not changed my mind yet. I think I just need um, a season at the, the, the summer just to sort of really just get all of this yeah. nonsense out of my head and just. Chill, basically. Um, I think we said before we start recording, if Bichetti still owns the club, I probably won't renew at home, but I'll go away and support the team away. Um, 
that said, I've not had not had a season. I've not not had a season ticket for as long as I can remember. So it would be weird not to have a home season mm. ticket. It would be weird to not, not be sat in E40. It would be stand. weird to be in E41 and not look to my left and not have you holding uh, my hand as another go <laughs> goal goes in against the Orient. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, yeah, still not sure at the moment. Okay, the so jury is out, but we had quite a lot of response back on a this. Huge didn't we? response back, which prompted uh, the poll. So we mentioned a few tweets of what we got. Uh, so firstly, from Ben D Bollard, who says, "If we get taken over, then absolutely yes, we'll renew. If the madman is still here, then no." And he went on to say, Ben, that he bought five season tickets last year, and that's obviously a family. Um, so that'd be obviously a family of bollards <laughs> yeah. not coming. Fleety LOFC tweeted saying, Orin as a business is losing money, right? Even under Hearn. So surely money from season tickets don't go near Francesco Bacchetti, but wages, etc. So by not renewing your season ticket because of FB, you're actually hindering the club more. We need as many fans as possible. Yep, at E4 Wizzo. says 100% I will renew. The amount of games I go to home or away is not dependent on the owner or which league or division LOFC are in, and hashtag went on to say through thick and thin. Yeah, Jimbo1404, have said all along I won't renew if FB is still in charge. Lots of teams from south in the National League will do some away games. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point about the National yeah. League, a lot more southern teams. Borehamwood, Sutton, Woking, Eastleigh. Uh, Daggers. Four off the top of it, Dagenham if they yeah. don't go up. No, they've gone knocked out of the playoffs. Oh, they did earlier this afternoon. Did they really? So that will be our big derby. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, we get to go back there again. Wonderful. <laughs> At dear Stu says, for as long as FB is involved, I most definitely will not be renewing. I refuse to give any more of my money to that cretin. <laughs> Masters underscore James D. I won't be attending another home game if he's still there, let alone purchasing a ticket. James, that might not necessarily be a bad thing after your record of winter fourteen games last year. Lost 14 games last year at Brisbane Road. At Webbo underscore 1980 says, I support the team and not the regime. They will need all the support they can muster in the non-league. If FB is still in charge, there will be a team to support. So I will renew my ticket regardless, which I've done so for 20 years and counting. Yeah, Spice Albert tweeted saying, No future for LOFC without Bacchetti out. So no season ticket, nothing chain. Sorry, nothing that encourages him to continue the distraction. Jamie PD says, yes, of course I will renew. Not doing so would be unfair on the team who have, on the whole, been battling all season. At Joe underscore Pavit, no way, not until Bacchetti is gone anyway. I support the team, not the regime, and I don't intend on giving Bacchetti another penny. Yeah, at LH1881 says, I reckon when you pay money to a company, it implies you're okay with how they operate, and I'm really not okay with how FB has so if he stays, I'm a no. I think that's a really good point, actually. All these tweets make really good points. So you can see people's arguments for wanting to renew and people's not for not wanting to renew. Yeah, it, it comes down to a really kind of personal preference. That's what Christine said last week in her email to yeah. us, wasn't it, really? It really um, does. At Paulie D, double one oh seven, not if Bacchetti is still around, I might just go to away games. Yes, if we have a new owner. Yeah, at really QB9 says, I'm still getting a season ticket. I can see the reasons behind not renewing, but I just can't stand Saturdays without the football. Yeah, Kid Samson O said, nothing to do with the division or non-renewer, for, for a non-renewer like me. Wouldn't care if we were in the Premier League, as long as it's an LOFC I recognise, hashtag Bacchetti out. So, loads of tweets. So, thank you uh, for the tweets last week. They were all tweets that went into at Orient Outlook, and obviously a lot of people will renew if Bichetti leaves. leaves the club. So, we will see on that one. Also, a really good tweet. 
uh, that we picked up on following last week's podcast by Dave Victor, who said, Saturday's protest was an amazing expression of just how much Leighton Orient means to so many. It was completely misunderstood by the EFL. And obviously that was following uh, last week's protest uh, versus Colchester. So obviously last week, when we were recording, we were supposed to, well, we said in one oh three we would try and call Mr. Bichetti again. And me and Paul sitting here looking at each other. And Paul's got a devilish glint in his eye. Um, no, I'm a bit nervous, actually, in case he does answer. Yeah. Like, like what's going to happen? I'm so sure, it's, it's just nervous of the, unex- of the unknown, really. But So we, we meant to do it last week. We forgot. We so forgot. we're going to phone him right now. This might work. This might not work. If there's any foul language in advance, we apologise. We, we won't use foul language. We won't, but he might. Okay. Well, so I'm not apologising for us because we won't. But I'm, I'm presuming this is going to go straight <laughs> to voicemail, but we'll give it. So I'm going to ring it right now. So let's just see what happens. I guess if he answers, we'll just ask if Francesco is there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah, straight nah. to voicemail. Maybe we'll try again at the end of the podcast. I'll try again in a bit, yeah. So, okay. So maybe that was disappointing. Maybe he'll come back to us. So moving on into the week that was, so we recorded 104 on a Monday, so we have got the week from the Tuesday, the 2nd of May. So Tuesday, then the first rumours of Francesco Bichetti selling the club start to circulate uh, in the early afternoon. Then, as rumours of sale of late night continue to grow, Francesco Bichetti's house in Mayfair gets put up for sale for the bargain price of £30 million. Um, Looks a lot like of people saying that website isn't necessarily a, a new website, a legit an old website. Yeah, I'm not sure. So we're not sure. I mean, we thought we put it out there. Yeah, it was, it was a slow news day. It was a slow news day. It was sent it to us and kind of in good time to have a look. So, so you know, if no no takers on that, we'll, we'll take it. That'll be a good place to. I'll rent, I'll rent it from him. He can send me an invoice. <laughs> Um, then at about quarter past six, the EFL, slightly later than promised, issued a statement regarding the O's ticket collection for the last game of the season at Blackpool. Because if you remember rightly, on Monday they'd ceased um, yes. selling tickets yeah. to Leighton Orient fans for Blackpool, um, citing security concerns, mm. but that we know that's all nonsense. Uh, and then, you know, the EFL came back like the champion, saying the EFL can confirm that a revised allocation of a thousand tickets from 1700 will be made available to Leighton Orient fans planning to attend Saturday's Skybet League 2 fixture at Blackpool. Ticket sales had been temporarily suspended on Monday after Blackpool had raised some concerns to the EFL executive. Yeah, they go on to say, however, following extensive discussions and representations made by relevant parties throughout the course of Tuesday, an agreement has been reached that delivers on the EFL's objective to ensure both sets of spectators can attend the match live. All remaining tickets sold to late night supporters between now and Saturday's kickoff will be done so only on the basis that the purchaser is a current 2016-17 season ticket holder or a member of the Leighton Orient Fan <coughs> Trust. All tickets prior sold prior to Monday's suspension of sale remain valid. An EFL spokesman said, We are delighted we have been able to find an amicable solution to this particular issue. <laughs> I don't understand that, that statement because there is no issue... And it goes on to say, we would like to place on record our thanks to all those parties who who have assisted the EFL in achieving the outcome. I mean, it's just absolute jobs worth after jobs worth statement there. And then in response to this, Loft released their own statement, um, which you can read on their website, but we're going to read part of it out, that says, Loft would like to note that the conditions of eligibility for sale of further tickets to Leighton Orient supporters were not of our asking, nor indeed our suggestion. Loft was not consulted about this, nor will we be divulging who is and isn't a Loft member 
in line with our Data Protection Act obligations, nor do we take responsibility for any issues as a result of the EFL's criteria for sale. Yeah, and then they finished by saying, we feel that no restrictions beyond those which would ordinarily be in place for such a fixture that are necessary, nor should it be necessary to restrict the number of tickets available to O's supporters. So that was lost stance uh, following the EFL statement. Yeah, your views? Yeah, for me, you know, common sense slightly prevails on this one, but what a waste of time and effort and what a stress to those fans who had already booked their tickets, travel tickets and accommodation for Blackpool without having their tickets sorted, yeah. thinking they'd be able to pay on the day. What was the point of it, really? Just stress over one. nothing, was it? Yeah, it's just the EFL getting busy, really, for no reason, trying to justify their existence, I think, and justify their pay packets, yeah. I think, ultimately. Um, yeah, absolutely. But then late in the evening, rumours start up again about Francesco Bicchetti selling the club and that a statement should be imminent, leaving O's fans going to bed excited yes. about the future. So a that lots, was Tuesday night. Lots of rumours on the Tuesday night. And then the morning started on Wednesday, the 3rd of May, by George Sessions reporting that it is believed or oh, settled their debt with programme printers of Bishop's Printers, programme designers, Alchemy Creations and the Matchday Stewarding Company, Centre Circle Event Management Limited. Despite plenty of rumours flying out over the course of the day about a forthcoming takeover announcement, there is no news to report. Everybody goes to bed with Francesco Bacchetti, sadly still owning Leighton Orient. Yep, Thursday 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Your yep, Star Wars, Star Wars fan, Day. Yeah. Yep. Rumours of a takeover at the club start to slow down in a very quiet news day for the club. Yeah, probably one of the quietest that we've had in recent time. Then, yeah. on Friday the 5th of May, the EFL released what we'd class as quite a lengthy statement. statement. We're not going to read the whole lot because we you know, we don't want to be putting people to sleep, but yeah. uh, just part of it started. The EFL have this week received both criticism and support for ensuring that last Saturday's game between Leighton Orient and Colchester United was completed following a prolonged pitch incursion. This mixed response alone highlights a difficult decision that needed to be made. I mean, it goes on justifying what they did and why they did it and what yeah. they didn't do and why they didn't do it. Um, but, from, you know, essentially, they waffled on defending what they can and can't do, that they're the regulatory body, but they still have this fit and pers- proper person's yeah. and director's test. So why have that if you then don't have any governance over Absolutely, yeah. who can own it? What's the point? Why have that test? or that application process, if you're then not going to do anything when someone ruins a club effectively, yeah. what, what's the point? I, I mean, mean, I think they tried to kind of get a bit of a sympathy vote out of yes. people. Yeah, oh, well, our job so hard. And it massively backfired because more people ended up kind of taking the mick out of them and questioning yeah. more of what the statement said than not. So, you know. There's some really good tweets to that, actually. Yeah. yeah it must be so tough being you. Yeah. It must be so hard being able to speak to your sponsors or whatever. I mean, you know, the EFL really aren't Orient's problem anymore. Well, I guess vice versa. Isn't yeah. Orient aren't the EFL's problem anymore. Yeah. So also on Friday, Jim White spoke about Orient being sold on his TalkSport radio show and then starts hearts racing by tweeting the following. He tweets, bits ago, but hearing takeover talks ongoing at Leighton Orient. So I don't know where he's got that from, unless he just read social media. One of his researchers read social media. Yeah, maybe, um, possibly, but we don't know. Um, but then Omar Ritza spoke to George Sessions about the upcoming final game of the season against Blackpool. He said, "We will go into the Blackpool game wanting to win, and I will always approach every match like that. All our mistakes come down to inconsistency throughout the whole season in terms of every problem we have had and faced, regardless of if the players are playing or training. I think what everyone has to understand." and even players, is that in football you have to work hard, even out of possession. You have to work hard in training and be physically fit 
and in peak condition to be able to get out on the pitch and play and maybe that is not the case at the moment yeah so fair play there to Omer for that quote and for yeah. obviously still you know allowing George to get quotes and do his job and later in the afternoon Sky Sports reporter Kave Solecho I presume that's the right way of saying his name Kave Solecho yeah yeah tweeted late in Orient owner Francesco Bichetti is in talks to sell the club interested buyer is in London mm. and not put off by relegation from League 2 so a bit more meat to the bone yeah I agree um on that one I mean I guess everyone presumes it's Nigel Travis I guess that's the presumption I think that's the presumption I mean reading that you'd probably say you know it's probably a fan or someone who's got a deeper interest if they're not fussed really about what league they're taking the club over in so again we know no more than anyone else on the street so we we just wait with bated breath for more news but you know Jim White talks sport Sky Sports start, starting to heat up now a little bit as opposed to depends where they're getting fans their, or who fans their sources are yeah absolutely um, then in the early evening media and communications manager Colin Munford announced that he's leaving the club and Blackpool will be his last game so good luck to Colin who you know has really done a tremendous job under really really difficult circumstances and not to forget the award that he and Charlie won for programme of the year yeah. Um, last year or the year before. Yeah, last year. Um, you know, it's outstanding, and it's just another great talent that we're leaving, that we're losing at the club. Absolutely. So, yeah. So Charlie's already gone. Charlie left the club yesterday. Yesterday, and Colin's last day is on May the nineteenth. So we wish them both very well uh, in the future. Thank them both for all the hard work they have done. So moving on into Saturday, the sixth of May. So the under eighteen started the day by drawing three all away at Luton uh, with quite a few under-16s playing. So, fair play, because most of the youth team are now first team. Uh, So, two goals in that game from Pat Adamson, who's a name who's starting to crop up more and more every week, and one from Real Satoru, again, another name who's starting to crop up. So, you know, it's it's been a tough couple of months for the under-18s because all their best players, all all their players are now first-teamers, essentially. So, well done. It's an interesting dynamic now as to what happens next season. Yeah, absolutely. Will these players, if they're not necessarily going to be first choice, will get they dropped back? To move yeah. on? Could they get dropped back? I don't know. Could they get dropped back or will they yeah. move on? So well done to everyone, uh, the under-18s this year, in quite a turbulent year with a lot of changes and chopping going on. And well done to Peter, uh, managing that team, Peter Gill. Yeah, absolutely. So this is it. Our last ever Football League game. For the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable, yeah. So after 112 years, years, we are now playing our final game of the season away at the seaside town of Blackpool. So I was doing an endurance race in Marlow somewhere. Mm. Don't ask. I thought it was Swindon. Well, Marlow. No, it was Marlow. Was it? Oh, nice. Um, So while I was doing that, you were travelling to sunny Blackpool. It wasn't very sunny. Friday (laughs) was sunny. Saturday was cloudy. And today was sunny, apparently. So... Yep, started cool. about three and a half hours, three hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, you made it a good time. There. Really good time up the A1. Um, we met up, I saw loads of people uh, up there, so thanks to everybody who came and said hello, introduced themselves, it really is appreciated. Still does freak me out that people know, like oh, me. Oh, it's the bearded legend. Yeah, <laughs> bearded wonder, I think someone called me as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. Um, it's really nice and it's really appreciated, so... Um, yeah, uh, we were in a pub called the Velvet Coaster, um, which was kind of in between. I think they call it like the big. The, what's the big roller coaster they got in Blackpool? They got a big massive no, roller coaster, and it, we were between that and the Blackpool Tower, so just along the strip yeah. there. Um, and I managed. Yeah, it's just pure luck that we were at the starting point of the, the protest. protest. Yep. Um, there was 
uh, a group of uh, mods, if you like, on uh, we are the, the mods. Mopeds. Yeah, uh, they look wicked. Um, people of all sort of ages and sizes and abilities and disabilities and m- mobilities get all sorts. Just actually, just started right in front of us. They were singing. It was really loud. They had lorries and vans with microphones and massive speakers oh, wow. blaring out, oystering out and songs and music and. Even the staff at the pubs had never seen... You could tell they'd never seen anything like this before because they were all looking over. So the we biggest, all... biggest protest, yeah. So this was the third protest, wasn't it? This is Judgment Day 3. three so two yeah. have gone before, but it sounds like... This sounds like... From what you're biggest. saying, it's the biggest one. Uh, there was today. Coventry fans. There was Carlisle fans. There were Brighton fans. Yeah. West Ham fans. Obviously, Blackburn Orient Amazing. Fans. There were Liverpool fans there, actually. They had a massive sign that set, that had the sun crossed out. Oh, did it? Um, yeah. And then they had a clever slogan. I took some pictures of it. I'll try and get them up on our Facebook page. Okay. But yeah, cool. Yeah, that, you know, just just being supportive of... Um, everyone's case, really. Of everyone's cause that, you know, of, of you know bad owners. Blackburn fans were there as well. Yeah. Um, so there was a reported in 6,000, but you're saying you... Didn't I don't think don't it looked mean, like that many. No, I don't even think uh, it was half of that. To be honest okay. with you, it was very well attended. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if it was where it all started off at the Velvet Rover and less at uh, the Velvet Coaster and less loads of people joined further on, but I just can't see it. Okay. I don't think six thousand. But however many it was, it was an excellent turnout. And you're um, saying there were two burning beds. So when we so we walked along the seafront and then we turned right to go up a road that kind of led into the front area of Blackpool Football yeah. Club, where the main reception area is. And there's a car park, and everyone's sort of congregated in the car park. And there is some footage of these guys um, shoving two beds um, into the car park. And then as we got there, it was on set on fire. fire. We've got footage. It's on our Facebook. It's on our Twitter account. Yeah. You don't need to be a, a Twitter account member or anything like that. You can just search Drawing Outlook Podcast on Twitter. Twitter. Um, and then you can scroll, you can you can view it, so you don't actually have to be a Twitter um, account member or anything like that. So yeah, uh, two effigies of, of people. Yeah. Obviously, you'd assume it's Oyston and Biketti. Um And yeah, that burnt, and I'm surprised that the police allowed that to go on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fire brigade turned up, but everything was peaceful. There was no aggro. That's good. Up until the point where there was a bit of aggro, which was right near kickoff. Yeah. So and it was... got to a point where we were all queuing outside. They wouldn't let us in. Away fans, you mean? They wouldn't let us in. Away yeah. fans. Away yeah. fans, yeah, us fans in. Uh, because all the safety and security people and the police were at the front dealing with the the Blackpool fans who were singing. There's there's a glass, sort of massive glass um, sort of window section at the front and all the blinds were drawn. So I can only assume that that was Oyston's office yeah, yeah. or where he might be. Might be yeah. Someone said he turned up at one point, which is probably, if he did, that would have been when... Because I saw fences, uh, the barriers being sort of right, picked okay. up and slung, and flares being thrown. And those flares really smell bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, you know, it was it was largely peaceful, other than that little bit of aggro. There was a guy with a van blaring out old rock music, rock Wicked and roll man. music. It was it was a lot of it was in was in good spirits. Okay. A lot of it was in good spirits. So, so obviously they went into the, that dispersed and I guess they went into well, the ground. Well, they eventually then started to let us in, yeah. And then you got into the ground and stuff, okay. Yeah, made it for kick-off. Cool. Um, didn't see any of the warm-up. We didn't get in in time for that. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. didn't get in in time. We literally got in at about 25 past five. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really okay. cutting it fine. Yeah. So, team was announced early on in the day and to be honest with you, we normally do a little 
visual, but we did, I just thought it's just easy just to yeah, retweet what absolutely. the club did. So yeah. the team lined yeah. up as so the final team of the season: Sargent in goal, uh, back four of Yance, Clark, Pollock, and Kennedy. With a midfield of Collins, Oching, Alzate, Moncur, and Semedo with Abrahams up front, and then on the bench, Janata, Hap, Perkins making his squad debut, I believe. Alderson being on the bench for only the second time. Karoma, Adebayejo, and Dorby. Um, so my views on that, that is such a different team to the one that started the season. Great point. Great such point. Such a different yeah. team. Apart from Semedo, yeah. those all those ten players are different. And Kennedy and Collins. No, Kennedy, Kennedy wasn't was on the bench for the first game because Semedo was left back and Collins wasn't at the club. Ah, uh, oh, right, yeah, good so point. So that, Semedo yeah, is yeah, the yeah, only yeah. constant. That's ten changes. And you look at some of those, you know, ones who were starting... You know, Clark. If you, if you, if you, yeah, if you, Clark, you would have said, what? If someone had said to you eight months later, Clark would be your first choice centre-back. Jogger, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we've come into. Yeah, um, yeah so those are my views on, on the team. You, you. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you, really. But it's a standard team. Um, number of seniors not making the trip up, which really says a lot about Collins and Kennedy yeah, that they turned point. up and played. Um, also, um, quite funny, someone had cleverly hired a plane to fly a banner around and around the ground and I couldn't get a decent enough picture, picture. of it but other people have yeah. it on social media it basically says F expletive 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 the EFL LOFC is ours um, brilliant yeah well really done. really well good and, and lots of people saw it and, and that was that was a really clever thing to do yeah also uh, thanks to Matt Bristow who tweeted us today for pointing out the average age of the team under Andy Hessenthaler at the start of the season was 25.3, which is quite young anyway. Years old, yeah. Compared to Omer's team, which was 21.9 Even that babies. sounds high. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, going into the game then, Blackpool had to win to secure mm. their playoff place. Um, so, I thought going into it, all the pressure was on them because we was. were already down, yeah. nothing to nothing play for. Like they would have been expected to walk, absolutely walk <laughs> this game and they had to win um, to, to secure their place. So, yeah. you know, what I guess what was the atmosphere like getting into the ground it's brilliant once yeah. we were in and once everybody was in I mean it was absolutely fantastic uh, 950 odd fans up there um, all singing all in good spirits lots of people lots of familiar faces that- lots of people have made a long weekend of it mm-hmm. so they went up Friday and Come came on. back uh, Sunday today are there many so. in fancy dress? no handfuls right. so I'm yeah, glad yeah, I didn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no it was really good um, you know people talking and generally mingling yeah, yeah. and people that Knew us, didn't know us, just just everybody. It was just it good, was just such good a good. It was such a shame that that wasn't a promotion party, right? And, yeah. and it was a relegation shindig. But um, so uh, it wasn't that great a game. Truth be told, it was a bit. It was a bit. It was a, it was a sad game to end on. Really, it wasn't yeah. what what we wanted. I noticed that for the first at least twenty minutes, there were long ball attempts going up to Abraham's, who was playing as the lone striker. Uh, it just wasn't working. He wasn't winning them. He isn't that physical presence. I don't think that you, you he's want. Fast, he's isn't fast. He's fast and quick. He, he'd play off a of McCallum, yeah, for instance, right, uh, or an Ollie Palmer type player, for instance, uh, lumping balls up to him from the back, bypassing the midfield when you've got players who are com- like Moncur, like Collins, who are comfortable with the ball at their feet. It doesn't work for you. It it, it, it didn't work for the team. Oh, Never okay. mind for me. Um, but in the tenth minute, yeah, Mella played the ball into the box. Find Cullen who headed wide when he should have done better. He really should have done better. Yeah, with that. he was off. dangerous. Yeah, he was dangerous. That Cullen. Mate, they've got, they got some good players. They've got a few good players. Blackpool. It, it's why they're seventh in uh, 
Yeah, same eighth, eighth in the league, seventh, yeah, or, eighth, yeah, seventh or seventh in the league. Yeah, Jack Payne as well was there. Yes, uh, Armin Nandwale, Nandwale. about. Um, just a minute yeah. later, though, in the eleventh minute, Blackpool took the lead as Mella delivered the ball in the box and Dan's headed in quite comfortably, um, yeah. making it one nil. Um, I missed the goal because someone was taken ill behind, and I was watching them being led down the stairs by the really? paramedics. Oh, yeah, I missed the lead. So missed that one, but having looked at it back and speaking to people around me, Jansa. Yeah, a lot of criticism. I mean, uh, he should have been goal side. Who should have really been marking his man a bit better? He was like stood behind and him, a bit of a basic header, a bit of an yeah. easy basic header for their man in the corner. Little chance for Sergeant, and again poor defending. But that's from across the story of our season is goals that we've conceded have been cheap goals. No one's really had to work that hard for their goals. It's like a training ground thing, really. Pretty much, yeah. You don't yeah. hurt them in training and you just sort of, yeah, yeah. you don't have that. And it took uh, until the 28th minute uh, until the first real orient attack of the game, uh, which came to nothing. So nothing really worth talking about there. No, 35th minute, another goal as Cullen made it 2-0. He shot from outside the box into the corner. No one went close to him to close him down. He got played in really cutely, actually, and I think it was Michael Clark that was left, sort of. Should I? Or he, should he was ball watching, and he's turned around and realised Cullen's sort of just behind him. Cullen takes the ball away from him, and and sort of yeah. no one closes him down, and he just shoots him. It was a good goal. I to thought be fair. That, I thought that was a very good finish. Um, yeah, it was a good I finish. think Clark was calling two miles whether to go to his man or hang back a bit, and I think. The like decision said, killed it. Yeah, Callum made a very good finish. A very difficult shot. Looked very easy. Yeah, forty second minute. Callum Kennedy had a free kick, which was saved well by the keeper. Yeah, nothing really troubling. Fine, decent, okay. decent save. Yeah, then three minutes of added time and played, uh, and the half time whistle goes with us being two 0 down. Yeah. So we haven't really offered anything that half. Abraham's was really isolated. Long balls weren't working. Um, couldn't really understand why we persisted with that. Yeah, when it wasn't like working, said, and we we conceded two goals from it. So Omer has changed it at half time before. I think he's gone for three four three a couple of games which, where we've been I down. Which... I don't know why we don't start with three four three. I said that to John. You said that I said, a couple I times. I don't know why we don't start because we actually do better with a three four three with yeah, a Coroma, a Sandra, and an Abraham. Coroma, he's got good quick feet. Al's up. Yeah. All right. We'll come on to it later. Okay, but mate. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. So attendance uh, wasn't officially announced on either club's Twitter site, but I know. We, the Orient fans had 951 I think there's about 3,500 there uh, in yeah. the ballpark that I read but I couldn't find they only opened two official. stands and, and the, mad, Arnfield, the Arnfield stand uh, there's not that many people in there and then there's their main stand considering they had to win that yeah, people, people, refused people to staying go. away yeah fair play to Blackpool fans people refused um, to go I spoke to a bloke and he in. said I won't go two years I've not been really I've not been in wow so they'll go to away games rather than home yeah, games yeah. fair play to those Blackpool fans yeah yeah exactly so second half kicked off uh, with no changes uh, for the O's. Yeah, and then in the 50th minute, we scored a goal. And my tweet, I think, really really Sums summed it up, it up yeah. because you'd have to be there to really believe it. But Ochan got the ball and beautifully, uh, beautiful through pass, uh, which which bypassed a few of their, two or three of their players. Jansa did well to battle his man marker um, to get in behind him. He's taken a couple of touches and then beautifully slots it under um, their goalkeeper. Um, have to say that is a, tr- a really, really, really good goal. Yeah, a very well weighted um, pass for Moshin. Brilliant weighted pass. Yeah. Yance took one touch into his stride. I thought it was very, very, very cool finish. And we were back in the game. It's yeah. one. I bet the we crowd really were going mental, weren't they? Yeah, we were really happy. Yeah, I bet. Um, really happy. Cool. So fifty fifth minute then. Following that, 
Moncur replaced uh, by Adebayejo. And yeah, did we think, go four four two? I think or we, we might have switched to four four two. To be honest, I didn't really pay that much attention. Yeah. Uh, just a minute later, we we were let off really as Vassell run. Uh, Vassell runs passes to Potts, who shot just over with Sam Sargent, looking looking quite beat. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that kind of says it all. Really, that was yeah. a missed opportunity for them. Vassell had another opportunity, decent effort there, which was well saved by Sargent. That, that Vassell is a lively player. I've seen Vassell. Yeah, he was. He looked like they all looked lively. They all looked like they wanted it. Jack Payne was pulling the strings in the midfield. Potts was doing well. Potts is a very good player. Vassell running. Yeah. Uh, Cullen running. You know, everyone wanted it. Everyone looked comfortable. And it's worth noting that our long balls to Abraham's didn't work because they've got two or three big lumps at the back. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Good you point. Know, uh, Gary Ross's face has, has, has got his lumps you, defenders. He's, he's a good a, manager, Gary. He is a good manager. That's the way forward with a manager. You get someone who's been at championship level, done all right, been on fairly sacked, and get them into your club. Yeah. Like your... Mark uh, Warburton's, who's at Forest. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're never going to get Warburton, but the fact Bowie has gone to Blackpool, uh, the Oxford manager, I can't remember his name. Mark, uh, Michael Appleton. Appleton, who again went to Blackburn and fairly sacked, then went down to two leagues to get back into football and took Oxford into a very good position. It's managers like that who want to come into your club, good managers who are available. Um, but obviously, it's whether Orient can attract these managers these days with the current regime. Yeah, what is I going think on? You will. I think no, you will. I, I, I absolutely, wide, I absolutely wide agree with you. Um, so then, in the uh, 64th minute, um, Tristan Abrahams was replaced by Josh Caroma. Yeah, and the 65th minute, game over, uh, as Blackpool made it 3-1. Andy Taylor drove into the box, ball got played into him, and he drilled it past Sargent. Good finish, 3-1, game over, really. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was, it, it, yeah. as I said at the start, really, the game really wasn't wasn't that much of a game, and, yeah. and yeah, it was coasting for them at times, really. 84th minute, Dan Happ um, made, I think it was his debut, I think he was his day, yeah, I'd probably agree with yeah, that. Yeah, for, for came on and replaced Aaron Pollock, who'd taken a bit of a knock, unfortunately, so yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah, 90th minute, a great save. I think you said, you, think you said it was a one-handed save, actually. It was, he got down low Sergeant. and fast. Yeah, really, really good one-handed save. That shouldn't have been underestimated because Vassell was in, yeah, and yeah. that should have been a goal. That should have been 4-1. I think he's done well, Sam Sargent, um, this season. I, I think, think today there was like, a bit of another debate on our Twitter page about Sargent's keeping abilities. and I think he's unfairly criticised at times. Because yeah. don't forget, he's not the fully finished article. Oh, well, he's only 19, isn't he? And he's only played at, like, I'd say 10 to 15 first-team games because he only came in, like, in January, February. But let us know what you think of Sam Sargent at Orient Outlook. Or give us an email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yeah, and then the final whistle went. Yeah. Um, all the players did their customary shaking hands business and then they all sort of walked over to us. Yeah, well done for getting that on film. Just about, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, on our Twitter page, isn't it? And that is on our Twitter. There's so much content on that yeah, on yeah. our Twitter. You don't have to scroll through it. We just go to media, click on media, and all of our pictures and videos will all be on that. Um, and, and everyone was singing, Oh Marisa. Uh, what a geezer. What a geezer, something like that. Yeah, so, and he was clapping, and Adrian Martin is one of our own. And, yeah, I heard that one. And yeah. he was clapping as well. It, it was just really good atmosphere, and everyone was clapping the players. The players came and clapped us. A few of them. I saw a few come into the actual into enclosure. The, I saw Callum Kennedy come into the enclosure. Coroma, um, Kennedy, Pollock, uh, Abrahams, I think. Uh, quite a few of the players Good. came in, yeah. Because there's a barrier that you can quite easily cut through and get yeah. onto the pitch. Fans were standing on there and the stewards were telling them to get down, but they didn't. And so then yeah, literally yeah. everyone went down the front and wanted to shake their hands and say, well done. And I think people got a couple of shirts and a couple of pictures and whatnot. Really, really nice way to end the season for the guys that have been putting themselves through Absolutely. through the ringer and putting yeah. up with this 
idiot of an owner. So, so I, after the match, Omar Risa, the geezer, said <laughs> it was always going to be emotional. Whatever the result, it was about our fans being able to come up and watch the last League 2 game for a while. It was nice to say bye to them at the, at the end of the game and hopefully there are better times ahead. To have nearly a 1,000 people come up to Blackpool is a credit to the fans and the club. I can't talk any higher of the fans and they've been brilliant since I took over and I've loved every minute of that aspect because they have been great. He goes on to say, I want to be here next year and I want to bring this team back up and I've already been planning. If I am here and I wasn't planning and prepping, then I would be in trouble. So I have everything in place. Obviously, if a new owner comes in or our owner stays, things need to become clear for everybody and that is the biggest problem at the moment. There is no real direction and nobody knows where they are going. So, so now the season is finished, there is nothing else to wait for. Fair play to Omer. I like that quote. You know, yeah. It's good to hear he's planning and he's chipping away. He wants to get things done and I guess on that one we'll see. You know, If FB is still in charge, who knows? If we have new owners, will they fancy Omer? Who knows? Omer As also manager, said... Yeah. Uh, on his BBC London interview that Paul McCallum was ill on Thursday so he did not train he came in on Friday and by that time Omer had already started organising things for the match on Saturday told McCallum he would be on the bench it looks like um, and Paul said he didn't want to come all the way to be on the bench and we got that in via Twitter today and that caused uh, a bit of a debate on Twitter with people saying oh it's fair enough Paul doesn't want to travel if he's not going to play and other people saying well it's not really up to him whether he travels or not. He's employed by the club and if the club decides to pay him as a sub, he should play as a sub. Both are really good, valid points. Yeah. Actually, so to be fair. A strange um, one. If you want to get your point across, you can yeah, tweet tell us. us your thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. At Orient Outlook on Twitter. Social media, uh, Facebook, we just do a search for Orient Outlook podcast or you can email us orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yeah, give us your views on that one. Yeah. So also, he also said that uh, Tom Parks had a family issue, so it wasn't the I hope everything's all right there. So, yeah. league table, that's it. Season ends, Orient finishing 92nd out of 92. Um, after 46 games, we accumulated just 36 points. 36 points, wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. So, Mr. Levy, yeah. you was at the game in yesterday, so your views on the match? <sighs> so glad this saga's over now, um, this saga of a season. Uh, and obviously now we can move on. Uh, for me personally, though, I did think Omar, Omar got his set-up wrong, playing Abrahams uh, up front alone and pumping long balls up to him. Didn't work from the start, yet he persevered with it. He should have changed it up much sooner. Uh, I think sort of poor defending meant conceding three goals, which seems to be our standard scoreline that we concede three each game. Um, and obviously ensured that Blackpool walked away with a pretty comfortable win. I think Gary Bowyer was quite critical to that Blackpool uh, for not finishing better. He came out in a few interviews today from what I've seen on the right. Apple website saying we should have put it beyond them a lot earlier than what we did. Yeah. We, should, we should have been out of sight by the time it was 3-1. Yeah, probably right there to be fair. Um, so for me, can't believe that Jens Jens goes down in history books as the last yeah. Orient player to score in the football currently, league for now. Currently, yeah. For now, yeah. Uh, for me, thought Michael Clark, Henry Ochang, Stephen Alzate, Freddie Moncur were excellent today. And I thought when Corona and Adebayejo came on, uh, they were also good. That gave us another dimension. I'm not saying the others weren't good, but for me, they were standouts, yeah. uh, standout performers. And I think it's going to be very important to hold on to these guys for next season and add a decent group of seniors. The day itself was excellent. As, as we've said before, plenty of footage on our Twitter account of the protest and post-match scenes. I think it's a shame we went out losing, but this has been the only constant this season. And it's really good to meet so many people um, who 
get in touch with us all the time. There were quite a few, so I won't mention names in case I miss somebody out, but it was really good to meet loads of people. Yeah, and in the last two weeks, through the protest on the pitch and through Blackpool, um, and just through being on Loughton High Street, um, we've met like listeners and audience supporters, so that's been fantastic. So if you do see one of us at any point, um, at any time, please come and say hello. It's always nice to meet um, new faces and people who, who listen to the podcast. So my views are going to be short and sweet, you know, disappointing to end with a defeat but to be expected really based on yeah. Blackpool's league position great to see the protest before the match again highlighting the plight of these two wonderful clubs I can't believe you haven't scored let alone score our last league goal for the foreseeable future but fair play it was a good finish to him just a shame he can't defend or do anything else um, who's respect <laughs> to 951 fans as Blackpool is a long trip it is a long journey and I guess the guys on the supporters coach were rewarded as they stopped off in a service station on the way back last night in Manchester and so did yes. the team so a few people getting photos with Omer and a few of the players so great to see they got a police escort from the motorway did they? to the ground <laughs> yeah brilliant and they got escorted to the ground brilliant and then just follow up from your point you know hopefully these young players will come back better and stronger next season hopefully yes. we can keep most of them uh, fingers crossed you know when we return with our first competitive match in August, it'll be under a different ownership and under better times. Yeah, and one thing I think is worth mentioning is James Jansen was really pushing forward. Like, really pushing. He was more forward than he was back. Okay. Um, a lot of the time. So, obviously, Omer was trying to use him to push him forward, I'm yeah. assuming. Okay, good point. Um, yeah, so those were our views. Um, your views. We had an email from John McIntyre who says, So that's it. The end of the season. The end of our stay in the Football League for now. This season epitomises the tenure of Francesco Bicchetti's ownership of our club. Clueless, corrupt, shocking recruitment, but above all, the total disrespect for the players, staff and fans of our great club. However, we move on to pastures new, and it's my belief that change for the better is just around the corner. This season has brought us fans, us fans closer together, closer than ever. It's galvanised the whole club, and even though we've been through a nightmare, I'm proud to wear my Orient shirt and walk down the street with my head held high. To anyone who is thinking of not renewing their season ticket, I say think very hard before you make up your mind. Now is the time the club needs us most. The new owners will need all our help to get us back where we belong. We've got an amazing crop of young talent, and it will be great to see them blossom. Have a great summer, everyone, and let's hope for some good news next week and can I just say thank you very much John for driving yesterday it was brilliant and great company as well oh, very really compl- good very complimentary yeah it's cool making me feel a, great, a bit uh, unwanted oh don't be like that <laughs> uh, great email as well I think it's also worth pointing out that people are only going to people have been saying they're only not going to renew if Francesco Bacchetti stays so if, if he goes and we get new owners in then those people are saying they won't renew will renew I think it's worth clarifying that because I've seen a few tweets yeah, so, yeah. Uh, encouraging people to renew people will renew if Biketi yeah, goes of course. so I think it's worth pointing that out and our poll earlier really highlights that as if well if you don't renew mate I'm going to have to retire your seat just like take it out of its holding and just retire it <laughs> I could give you some man keys <laughs> and a screwdriver <laughs> yeah so a few views from after the match uh, first of all from at Boatsy who says losing 30 games in one season is shocking but I'm proud of the spirit um, the players and the fans have shown this season that was all sweet. Yeah, sweet. Evan Ben. Yep. Oh dear, Wall. She said, "Hope we can keep most of the youngsters. A new owner needs to come in ASAP. The preparations for next season start now. Absolutely. In, uh, they should have started two months ago. Absolutely. Yep. Bradley Acker's ninety-five says, "Get the beers in at EFL. 
aren't officially now not your problem. Sorry the fans don't lie down and let you and the FA and FB kill our club like wow, that. Brother. Yeah, at Valencia underscore Orient. Defiant and proud to the very end. Fantastic stuff from everyone. A big bluff one. This is class from players and that's for the fans. Wow. Privileged to be part of this amazing, unbreakable club. And the final word this week goes to Dennis Orient, who said, Jantz are scoring the final goal for Leighton Orient after 112 years in the Football League. It's a cherry on top of this disaster of a season. I think that's that's quite a nice tweet. That's a, that's a great tweet to round it up, round it. And also, just before we get we move on, I've tried about five or six times to call Bichetti's number, and it is just still going through. We'll to try it one more time. We'll try it. Phone. We'll try it yeah. right at the end. I don't we'll put, we'll put it on speaker. To, we'll put it on speaker near the end. I don't suddenly want him to go on, uh, turn his phone on, and find twenty missed calls from my number, and he phones me, and this is like, who are you, and what do you, what do you want? So. Alex Chisak tweeted yes. after the game, didn't he? Yeah, didn't Alex Chisak tweeted. He said, O's fans, it has been a pleasure to play for your wonderful club. Your level of support and commitment has been phenomenal throughout my time here. And I sincerely hope that the club can bounce back the first time of asking next season. So a lot of players tweeted. Alex reads like a farewell message. Obviously, he's out of contract. Yeah. We would love to get him for an interview. We obviously tweeted him following that message. A lot of likes came in for that message, including one from Mr Chisak himself. So hopefully... We will get Mr. Chizak uh, and any players who leave the club at the end of the season. If there's anyone who you think we should interview, give us uh, a tweet at Orient Outlook or give us an email uh, at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Plans are underway uh, on various people, yeah. as they always are behind the scenes at our mighty Orient Outlook podcast towers. So just, I think, just worth mentioning, I don't know if we're going to do this in our, in our last one, but yeah. it's worth noting that Michael Collins... Sammy Moore, Paul McCallum, Ollie Palmer, Alex Chizak, Nigel Atangana, Charlie Granger, Sandro Semedo, Callum Kennedy, Freddie Moncur, Nicky Hunt and Ulrich and Nomo are all out of contract. Wow. Tom Parks, Ivan Erico, Robbie Weir and Jordan Bowery all have contracts into 2018 with Liam Kelly and Gavin Massey having contracts into 2019. Yeah, and I make that list at the start of every season. I don't know about Sam Sargent, Aaron Pollock, Josh Caroma, or Jens Janser because I haven't updated this. But it just goes to show you there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve players out of contract. It's, it's going to be a big summer of change at Leicester. It's going to have to be following our relegation from the football league. Um, yeah, but yeah, we can we can discuss that in in our end of season roundup in our yeah. next episode. So prediction league update. Um, well done to the following who correctly predicted 3-1 to so well done to at Fleety LOFC at MP Allen 222 at Rich P242 at Tim Roberts 28 at Wadsey at Lena Dunham and at Samuel LFC 97 so that concludes our prediction league this year and a massive well done to our O's fans basing so Mark Green who wins the prediction league um, on the pitch last week well done so pleasure to meet you on the pitch um, protesting last week yeah, at well League Gibbs 1 came second and Tommy Tealeaf came third full table for the season now is up on our Facebook page loads of people um, on the table so again thanks for all your predictions uh, before every match Mark we will get you a cheapy trophy and we will present it to you at the oh, first yeah, game we'll do that, we? next season Mark let us know if you're going to the Loft charity, charity match on the we'll 20th and if you then. are we will get we will rush to our Amazon offices and try and get you a cheap trophy. Try and find my old karate medal or something like that that I can present. Amazing. Um, Fancy football update. Tolu Sangawawa still leads on 1,956 points. He's eight points ahead of Dwayne Bingham. Despite having a poor week, Steve, you are 21st. And why did you have a poor week? Explain to everybody. Because not following the Premiership, 
Right. I didn't know there was a Friday night match, so I always do my team on a Saturday morning. Right. But by the time it came to Saturday morning, you can't change you can't your team. The week's already started. So a measly 29 points for me this week. But, okay. you know, it's 21st, so just want to finish in the top 20. So I'll be happy with that. Okay. We'll see what happens, which leads us on to today. Then Sunday, the 7th of May, Brentford played Blackburn in the Championship. And Brentford very kindly allowed Loft to collect for the regeneration fund. And the club tweeted from its official account, we may be rivals on the pitch, but we're all football family off it. So well played Brentford. I thought that was a lovely touch. And I'm sure it'll be communicated within the next few days how much money was raised. And hopefully they made a hell of a lot of money. Yep. The ladies team signed off their season by beating Fulham 8-0 at Brisbane Road earlier on today, including a hat-trick from Ella May. So they've gone up into the Premier, yeah, so Premier League. And teams I, in that next they've season. been tonking teams in this division, so it's quite clear that they're too good for this league. Well, Spanked Fulham 8-0. 8-0, yeah. You know, Fulham so ladies 8-0. Well exactly. done. So well done to the ladies. Well done, ladies. well done to Chris. They've done the double. Yeah, cup, cup and league Brilliant. double. So well done to everybody associated with that. Gutted I couldn't get down to any of their games this season. Yeah, next year, um, hopefully. My wife chastises me for going on a Saturday afternoon, so I don't have much chance of getting out on a Sunday. <laughs> well, my daughter has swimming lessons at half one on a Sunday, so there's no chance of making it over for a two o'clock kickoff. Yeah. So, positives in and negatives from our last <laughs> week in the Football League. Uh, so, I'll, I'll start with negatives again. I'll flip it. I'll flip it, it again. Go on, so, then. negatives in, another loss. Uh, you know, just loss after loss this season. You know, finishing bottom of the table, 92 out of 92 is pretty poor. Yeah, uh, dreadfully poor. And as it stands, FB still in charge despite plenty of rumours. Yeah. Um, so those were our negatives of this week. Yeah. Positives, the season's over. We can all breathe a sigh of relief now that we haven't got normally, to go through this anymore. Normally, would that be a negative? I think everyone's just happy to take a deep breath and go, right, yeah, exactly. Let it be done. Let it be done. All the youth team players, Fantastic. obviously, they've done really well yeah. uh, this season and obviously the support that they that the team have had from the supporters. I mean, once upon a time, we'd have just been on the players' backs and the season started off with, with you know, a little bit like that, but everyone's come round to seeing what Paquetti is really like. So, well done to everybody there. And also, just remembering back to our previous episode um, where people are not well and recovering and going to have ops. If you're ill, get well soon. If you're going to have an op, hope you recover soon. A couple of people spring to mind. Bob's having an op and Julian Fern's recovering. So yeah, good well, luck to everybody yeah, in well, the summer. Recuperate. Same make Ma- sure you're fit and well. Yeah, same for Martin Strong. Yeah, after his uh, heart Surgery. operation. Steve yeah. Cole. Yeah, and anyone, yeah, anyone exactly. having birthdays over the next couple of weeks, happy birthday from the podcast. Give us a tweet if you want a personal shout-out. Always happy to uh, sell ourselves um, out there. So Hero of the Week. Um, yeah. Yeah, why not? So there's 951 heroes of the week, one of them sitting right next to me, so well Hi. done Mr Levy, and well done to the other 950 of you who made that trip um, to Blackpool, and yeah. to add off just to every Orient supporter, I would say this season, for home going, and away, home yeah. and away, and for supporting the team. So at this point, in a normal podcast, we would do next week's fixtures, but there aren't any, but some stuff to tell you about upcoming in the next fortnight or so. Uh, tomorrow night, Monday the 8th of May, play with a legend, returns to Brisbane Road uh, with John Mackey. Gary Alexander and Super Kevin Lisby, who are all up for winning. Yes, this so it's going to be three matches for forty-five minutes. It starts with Lisby v. Sorry, it starts with Mackie v. Alexander, and then Lisby v. One of them, and the other one v. Lisby. I think it's Lisby versus Mackie. Um, yeah. So if you can, I think get yourself down there. You'll see me play left back, but I can barely walk at the moment, let alone kick a football. So oh, Kevin, love very that one, then, no. interesting. Uh, also this week there a strong rumours that there's going to be a press conference on Tuesday to announce new ownership that has not been confirmed we know nothing about it we're just mentioning it because there are various rumours and it would be not right to not 
mention it. Loft Charity match on May the 20th. Ling's Legends are going to be playing a fans team at Redbridge Football Club in Barkingside. Uh, playing places have all been snapped up, uh, although I think they're going to be playing three 45-minute yes. games. So actually there might be some places. So get in touch with Loft if you're interested, but also if you don't want to play, but you are available, you can pay to come and watch, but I do think that they still need uh, help to run the match on the day. Stewards, first aid, people handing out tickets, collection buckets, all sorts of bits and pieces are going to need to do it on the day. So can you please get in touch with Loft if you are available and looking to help out? Yeah, there'll be lots of things going on during the day. There's auctions, there's lots of things for families there. Um, so a well, uh, good cause, you know, going all money and profits going to the Late Orient Regeneration Fund. Correct. Lots of ex-players <laughs> playing, as well as yours truly. Mr Levy makes an appearance on yeah. the football pitch amazingly. as well. where they put me. As well as myself. Um, hopefully we'll be playing on the same team together. That would be nice fun. Yeah, um, yeah that would be that. good. That would be good fun. So that's it. So thank you for joining us for episode 105. Steamrolling towards that 200 now. It's been the last <laughs> week of the season with consistent rumours about the club being sold, but nothing yet confirmed. So on the pitch, we ended the season with another defeat and what will go down as the poorest season in our 135-year history. Let's hope next season is better. And this time next year, we'll be sitting in my kitchen or Paul's front room recording our promotion episode back into amazing. the Football League. Yeah, we're going to be back with our season roundup episode 106 at some point. Uh, hopefully next week, maybe the week after. We'll have to see uh, what we can do with that. Yeah. Uh, it'll have all the information and views that you could ever need. I pray to God that we are going to be able to announce or discuss a new owner Hope by that so. point. But we don't know anything more than what's already out there. This isn't us just being contrived. We genuinely don't know what's going on. Should we try to get hold of the current owner one last time? Come on then. Come me on. Me, so it's blatantly going to go to voicemail. If it rings, you're going to hear me and Paul. Squirrel like little school girls. I very heavily doubt he would. No, he's he's not going to answer. Well, here we go. Fingers crossed. Come on, come on, Mister Bichetti. Give us a. Give this us is a the Vodafone ah. voicemail service for. So never mind. Never mind. It was a oh, pipe dream. <laughs> that didn't come off. And we're going to play out this week with a new tune that we've never used before. Yeah. So it's been a really bad season. Obviously, don't want to keep harping on about it, but don't look back in anger. Let's just look forward and remain positive. So we're going to leave you with Oasis. And don't look back in anger. Thanks to everybody who's tweeted us score predictions, opinions, thoughts, views, everything. We just we are genuinely appreciative of it. We're not arrogant in any way, and we genuinely could not do this without the level of engagement that we get from Absolutely. our fellow fans. So thank you very much to everybody. And we'll probably do some sort of roundup next week, but I thought it was worth saying as our last league game that we're covering. Thank you to to everybody, yeah. to the supporters club, to the trust, fans, uh, to the Lake Orient Trust to the fans trust uh, who give us all all the information to be able to update everybody so wherever you are listening to us in the world North America South America Far East New Zealand uh, Australia Middle East Africa wherever it is you listen to us thank you for listening without you listening there would be little point in me giving up and I guess and you giving up your yeah, Sunday and night I guess we've got, if you're going to thank everyone in George Shona, Shona Colin Dave Victor Charlie Dave Victor Everyone, one big happy family at the end. Absolutely, now. yeah. So thanks to everybody who's helped us put this together. It's not easy. It's but, hard work, but, but like, thank you. Like you said, if we don't get the listeners, it's not worth doing it. And the listeners have been fantastic. The twi- Twitter, you know, is approaching 3,000, uh, which is unbelievable. So thank you for following us on Twitter. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and we're waffling now. But <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's worth, it is worth saying, though, that John said to me yesterday... He remembered when we used to count how many we got on Twitter when we reached landmarks and also when we used to mention 
where people were listening in the world and all how, how it's all evolved. So, yeah, we hope people like what we're putting out. If you don't and you want us to do something different, let us know. Yeah, we're up, absolutely. We're, I like we that. Make, we want to make something that people want to listen to. So if you want more of something or less of something, again, let us know. No one really does, so we assume we're doing the, the and right how thing. And how would one let one know that there was a problem at one Well, there are podcast. several there are several <laughs> methods of communication with us. Uh, you can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Or you can do a search on Facebook and uh, search Orient Outlook Podcast. And you can do Instagram, which I don't use. With Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. Perfect. So and that's how you communicate with us. So, so thanks very much. Yeah, our workers have set up in the back room. They've got their instruments out and ready. Yeah. Mr. Gallagher is approaching the mic stand that's it. and giving us the visa. Bonehead's giving it the big end, so let's go. <laughs> so have a great week. We'll see you next week or two. Up the O's. Up the O's.